Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. One of the things that is so hard to do is to not worry. It is so difficult. I rank it up there with forgiveness and loving people who don't believe what you believe or who persecute you, chastise you, make fun of you, call you names, lie to your face. And worry is something that is a sin. And I forgot to mention this because Saturday we had the reading of do not worry about what you are going to eat, what you are going to wear, because God will take care of you. Does not God know every bird in the sky? And they don't reap, they don't sow, but God takes care of them. God loves them and knows when one of them dies. And so aren't you more important than the birds in the air? And the homily of the priest that day was worry is a sin. And it really penetrated my heart because I know many of you struggle with letting it go, giving it to God, and trusting that this situation, this circumstance is for a reason. And a lot of us are like, well, what could that possibly be? What reason? And the, the, in the homily, it was pretty funny because he said, and I know all of you are sitting here saying, well, Father, look at what the gas prices are. Look at where the country's going. How can we not worry, not only for ourselves, but for our children? And I think this is where many of us get caught in this worry trap. Because maybe we can manage our worry and we can give it to God, and we know, Lord, we know that something is happening here. You are either working on us, you're working on us so that we can come to you more, that every moment that we have worry, that we practice the use of the weapons that you gave us to fight this spiritual battle. Because I know sometimes if you have that flurry of worry or that anxiety that bubbles up in you, it can be a physical reaction, very emotional, and you just get 
into this kind of swirling tunnel that goes down. I look at it like a toilet. You just go swirling down and you can't stop these emotions. And when that happens, you must immediately deliver those spirits. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bind the spirit of worry. And I command you to go to the foot of the Holy Cross. Get out of here. And then fill yourself with peace. Heavenly Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, please fill me with your peace. Fill me with faith, more faith. If we are not praying for more faith every single day, that should be our number one prayer. We all need more faith. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Because sometimes we're not going to be able to see what is God doing right now. And if it's not to work on you, meaning I need you to be more humble, to give me all of your fears, your worries, your anxieties, we must also know that the two biggest things that Satan works on us with is fear and anger. And fear can be wrapped up, I think, with the worry and anxiety. These emotions can get us to do things that we wouldn't normally do. And yet, sometimes we worry for the people in our life who don't have faith. Because they are living in anxiety and worry and fear. And that's the hardest part, is to let go of those in our lives. And that is, I was just talking to my mom about this. And give it to God, constantly praying, of course, even though we just heard the other day, the Lord knows what we need before we ask it. This is part of that gospel, by the way, with worry. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. God knows what you need before you ask for it, but we still need to pray persistently. Let's go back through the three P's, right? It's a process and we have no idea God's ways. We cannot understand what he's doing in our life and those around us, but we have to be patient This is again where we give it to God and say, Lord, I trust that you're doing something here. Maybe you're waking up my children. Maybe you are working on my coworkers and my family and friends. And with that in mind, Lord, I'm grateful for that. And I'll be patient, but the last P, but I will be persistent that you please, please, Help open the eyes of those that I am worried about and concerned about. If you have not given your family, your children, your friends, your relatives, these people who maybe are very asleep, if you have not prayed and given them to God, let's start doing that now, today. And consistently pray 
that the Lord touch their heart, gives them faith. This is something that I can't explain for me. And when I say I was talking to my mom about it, she was reading something and some woman said, I've been praying for 35 years for my kids. And it took God 35 years to come around and open her children's eyes. But praise God that she didn't give up. Maybe it's your spouse. I myself, every time at Mass, after we pray the prayers of the faithful, right? Lord, hear our prayer. Typically, hopefully, you have a moment of silence that you can pray for your internal prayers in the silence of your heart. I know some parishes zip right by that and some parishes are awesome and they give you a long period of silence so that you can offer up your petitions to the Lord in the holy sacrifice of the mass. It's wonderful. Even if it's quick, just quickly say, Lord, I pray for all of those in my life who don't know you, who don't have your peace in these times. And even for yourself, for when you don't have peace. And that day I went to confession and guess what? I added worry to my list. And by the way, pride should always follow worry. Why? Because we are filled with pride because we're worrying. In other words, we're not trusting God. We don't have faith that he's got a purpose for what we're going through. It's a double whammy. When we live on our own, we are filled with fear and worry and anxiety. And we are living very prideful lives because we have not let go, humbled ourselves, and given it all to God. So if you are in any kind of worry or fear, and I know right now there's a lot of reasons to be filled with worry and anxiety and fear, let's lump all these together. Let it go Give it to God as often as those emotions bubble up in you. Make it known to the people around you. Lord, we will not fear. We will not be worried about finances, about the food on our plate, about the clothes that we wear. We will trust that you will take care of us that you will feed us, that we are more important than the birds in the air, and we will do our best to give our lives to you, that your will be done. Because if it's not working on us, and we can offer up our, our worry every moment and every time we have it, then it must be for those around us, so that they can witness our peace. Sometimes it may not resonate with them. 
I'll give you an example. My husband, we were going through some financial issues and we were pretty concerned. We weren't sure if he was going to have a job. His company was shutting down. And I said, honey, we just got to give it to God. He's got a plan. We've got to trust him. And he looked at me and said, look, somebody's got to worry in this house. So it's going to be me. And I really understood where he was coming from. In my heart, I knew where he was coming from because he's looking at me like, what an idiot you are. I can't believe that you think God's going to take care of this. And as we know, he says, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Worry is in that category. Over 365 times in the Bible, he says it in so many different ways. And doesn't suggest it. He states that. Don't fear. I've got this. And guess what? He didn't lose his job. As a matter of fact, he got another job and a promotion and something that was totally different that got him out of this mundane, horrible kind of gig that he was getting real sick and tired of. And guess what I had to do? I didn't do the, I told you so. I did the old, honey, this is what I mean. God's got this. And so we together have learned to just say, okay, this is what it is. We've got to have faith and go through this crazy time, knowing that there's something bigger than us that's being worked on here, maybe. It's difficult, but we have to do this. If it's a sin, we got to stop worrying. And I don't know if you've looked at worry in that particular way. So let's stop sinning. Let's start always to give it to God over and over and over again until those emotions and feelings are filled with peace and acceptance of what is happening in our life right now. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief and ask for more faith. Let's fight the fight. We have got to be sterling witnesses of God and witnesses of faith in his plan every single day because the world needs it so badly right now. We do too. Okay, I love you all. Stop worrying. Stop being fearful. Turn off things that give you that feeling. I'm just going to give you a couple more bits of advice. If you get worried because of social media, or if you get worried because of things that are in the corporate media, when I say corporate media, I mean news, newspapers, online, news on TV, on the cable networks, turn them off and go into prayer. Read Bible verses. Go look up worry in the Bible, Catholic, and search 
Bible verses that can give you peace. Sometimes we have to be proactive in what triggers those worries. While we need to be knowledgeable about what's going on in the world and be discerning about information, sometimes we need a break from it. Because in a lot of cases, that stuff is supposed to make us worry and fearful. So that we can do things based on what the overall government or society wants us to do. Let's think about that. Gun laws. Oh, let's be worried about the children. But let's go ahead and kill billions of kids with abortion. It's almost like a double-edged mouth sword in the mouth, right? Like you're talking out of both sides. If you really cared about the kids, you'd let millions, 65 million that we've killed so far in the United States, live. Okay, I'm getting off on a tangent here. But that's kind of what it is. Okay, they had us all so scared about COVID, and then a lot of us weren't scared. Why should we be afraid of a 99.9x survival rate? Why should I get an experimental emergency use authorization type of drug? That's not a pandemic. If it's a pandemic, people should be dying left and right. We should be seeing the homeless people who are compromised immune systems dead all over the place. Then the CDC changes the definition of a pandemic to fit what we're in. And we're not in a pandemic. So this is the beauty of God enlightening some of us and awaking some of us to the fear and the worry that gets put on us. This monkeypox thing is almost comical. And I'm grateful that my husband is awakened to this. And I give God the credit for that. Okay, I'm going off on a tangent, but I'm just trying to tell you that there are tactics out there to make you worry. Constant talk about inflation doesn't make inflation go away. Constant talk about how high the gas prices are doesn't make us not worry about how we're going to make ends meet. But turning off all that stuff, centering ourselves on God, which is the two greatest commandments that we constantly forget about, so that he can give us his supernatural peace and that we can fight every moment worry and fear, which we are basically looking at God and saying, you know what, God, I don't trust you when we're worrying and we're filled with fear. And that is a sin. Okay, everyone, I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day. And please find something more, that peace with God. Every moment, deliver those spirits that are attacking you and know that those emotions and feelings are not the spirit of God. They are the spirit of the evil one. And the evil one loves it when you fall for it. And God hates it when you do. I'll talk to you tomorrow.